a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, and welcome to Easy Being Green, the podcast where we talk about the planet, its health, and how we can improve it. I'm Taylor Powers, that's Deanne Tetzel, and we're your hosts. Today's topic is about sea level change and uh, a current event. You may have heard of Iceberg D28. Right. It's got its own classified name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the news came out a few days ago, the beginning of October. A huge iceberg just split from Ant- Antarctica, um, which is basically scientifically normal yeah. <laughs> for uh, icebergs to um, calve and split. And anybody that's, I think, been on a cruise up in Alaska, that's part of why people go to yeah, see this, to see this really pretty interesting event. Um but what, how much of that is happening as normal sort of um, change in our, you know, ice sheets and that kind of thing, and how much of it is due to human-caused um, climate change? Right, right, because there are, you know, ice melts and ice shelf breakage that is totally due to climate change, um, and then there are these uh, ca- calvings, is that how you pronounce it? Calving, yeah. Calving, that is totally normal um, every 60 to 70 years. It's just kind of the the flow of, you know, this ice up in Antarctica. Yeah, for the size of one that was really enormous, which is the reason it made news, because it's such a big one. Yeah, it's so. um, what they said. It's bigger than the island of Oahu. It's uh, equal to 27 Manhattan Islands. And, you know, bigger than Los Angeles. So it's about 600, a little over 600 square miles in area. Um, But scientists have known about it for a really long time. They've been expecting it to calve. They expected it to calve in 2000, like somewhere between 2010 and 2015. So it's a little late, actually. So a lot of scientists were like happy. They were Mm -hmm. like, finally, it split. Um, so just kind of understanding it a, a bit more, you know, it's not necessarily detrimental to, to sea level rise, um, because, you know, if you imagine an ice cube in a glass of water, you know, when it melts, it doesn't, it doesn't raise significantly. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. raise the water level. Right. It's already displaced. Right. Um, and that's kind of what this was. It was already kind of attached, not really attached. So it was already taking up the water when, that's, yeah. when there's a, a full breakage of something totally new that drops into the water, it raises the sea level. Right. Um, you know, of course, now that it's on its own, it probably will melt and break apart faster than it would have still been attached to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. But scientists don't expect that to happen for many, many years. Right. Um, so, so it's not too much to worry about. 
I mean, when I saw it in the news, I kind of... It's kind know, of alarming to yeah, see because sure. it's a significant break. But it is, this is, um, you know, a normal event. However, um, some people do look at this and think, well, is it this size of um, a split is it is it increasing? Is it is it could mm-hmm. it be a, a sign that there is something that we're doing that's human caused? So so people are watching it closely, and um, and ice melt is is um, part of climate change. So it is happening more rapidly oh, yeah. in places yeah, due definitely. to climate change. So that's why people are watching this. And um, Greenland, for example, um, has a lot of people, a lot of scientists studying the water down there, the water that is melting, and just to see what's happening, um, what it's looking like, um, how it's affecting some of the um, species that live down there. Mm-hmm. Because as the the climate changes, it's, as our temperature warms up, species are, it is affecting, and, and species are going extinct as yeah. a result. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, you also look at, so this water rising it affects species but you also think about what the salt water is doing to crops say Mm -hmm. like the salt water intrusion onto freshwater crops it's ruining crops across the world and you know that's another whole nother topic is about food scarcity yeah absolutely that's a that's a scary proposition not to mention the places that we live (laughs) that humans live so (laughs) um it was interesting as I was looking into this um, this area in Greenland. Um, I will probably pronounce this wrong, but it's the Sermalik Ice Station. Um, and they're um, studying a sheet of ice that stretches north for 1,480 miles, an mm-hmm. area three times the size of France, just to give us an idea of how big that is. Um, this ice sheet, and I thought this was very interesting, is holding 10%, 10% of the world's fresh water. Wow. So that kind of blew me away. So it's been frozen solid for millions of years. So this yeah. is fresh water that 10%, I mean, that's a huge that is, amount of the world's fresh water. So, mm-hmm. um, and again, it's saying in this article, it is calving season there in Greenland. So, so these icebergs and these ice sheets are splitting. That's part of what happens. It's it's normal. But they're watching it. They're taking samples yeah. of mm-hmm. this water. They're They're measuring... Carbon, algae, water, air, things like that, um, and to see you know what's happening with this. This is water that's been again frozen for tens of thousands of years. Yeah. So, speaking of fresh water, another thing with rising sea level, the salt water infecting. Um, you know, I, t- I talked about crops, but it's also affecting the drinking water. So mm-hmm. it's a whole whole problem: drinking water, food. You know, it's. It's a yeah, big one. So it it's a biggie. It affects a lot of things. And then I was talking a little bit about the um, the species there. Like they're looking at um, the glaciers are part of our landmass too, and and they provide um, a habitat for many many species. Oh, yeah. The yeah. whales, Arctic hares and foxes, polar bears, seals, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. But then also um, bacteria, fungi, algae, oh, things yeah. like that. That um, as we know, scientists go to some of these um, species, and this is how we come up with ways that we can find vaccines and ways to mm-hmm. um, help ourselves with health problems that we have, things like that. And the more that we lose some of these species, the more we, you know, it's we, we will never get it back. So yeah. it's important to 
to watch for that. And that's why they're down there studying a lot of this. So, yeah. And you think about what kind of species and uh, fungi and all sorts of different plants and other things are going away that absorb CO2. Absolutely. You know, so it's it's not just that the water is rising and it affects our natural land and our all of that, but there's a lot of CO2 absorbers that are getting taken away. They help take care of the problems we're creating. (laughs) And then, yeah. I mean, the ocean in general um, absorbs about a third of human-generated CO2, Mm -hmm. which is a massive amount. But that, um, you know, the monitoring that's been going on, the data shows that it's fluctuating and, Mm -hmm. and the CO2 levels at the ocean surface are rising um, you know, at, at about the same rate as atmospheric CO2, which is, cr- which is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's, and there's tons of things that go into that. You know, you're talking about Great Barrier, the Great Barrier Reef and other coral reefs that are, that are disintegrating. Right. And then it's one of the things down in this Greenland area. Um, it's the algae as the algae flourishes because the, mm-hmm. the ice sheets are being covered. It's kind of like what you're talking about, Taylor, that um, because of industrialization and things like that, the glaciers are picking up dust and soot and ash and all the things mm-hmm. that we're creating. Right. And so they're dar- it's darkening them. And then all that's creating a better um, a better area for algae to flourish. So if they have it's making it more more and more algae is flourishing and then that is creating um these algae blooms which are now pulling the sun in rather than Ugh. reflecting the sun right so that's yeah. that's kind of a biggie and and algae that's killing other species right yeah Sheesh. yes um and one thing that uh you know that you think about in all the science of this you know the the glaciers are breaking apart and melting water is rising water is warming all these things but one thing that you kind of or that at least that i kind of forget about is that when the water rises you know when when glaciers drop into it and and break apart and melt um the water warms because it expands in volume Mm -hmm. i mean yeah from the temperatures of the sun but also just from expanding in volume it warms right so there's more of it too (laughs) yeah and and the warming is what's killing tons of species in the water and and therefore uh, not absorbing as much CO2 that's in the atmosphere. Right. Yeah, it's something that I think, again, you know, we look at some of this, we can't make immediate change. I mean, right. we are in an, an industrial society. We That is not going to turn around and change overnight. But um, finding ways that we can at least make an impact ourselves, which is what we try to talk about mm-hmm. on here, just to to let people know what is going on, what are yeah. the current events, what's happening out there yeah. as a result Understand of everything. Um, yeah, and then you know what what kinds of things can we can we do? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's it's not like we can uh, <laughs> can freeze all of those ice caps and push them back together. You know, what's done is done, but there's still the future and there's still time and and like we say, every every little step helps. So. There are a lot of organizations out there that are um, that are really working hard to mm-hmm. raise money for research for things like that. So if you feel so inclined, you know, think about something that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. whether it's cleaning up the um, hiking trails that you go on, whether it's, um, you know, uh, the National Geographic or something that you feel passionate about. And many of these these places and, and, and a lot of um, retailers, too, mm-hmm. will have 
and we've talked about that in yeah. here before. But you can you can if you donate a little bit of money to this kind of yeah, to, or to something your you're time passionate if about. You don't have right, the money. right. There are ways that you can make a difference without having to kind of feel overwhelmed by this and and feel like we can't mm-hmm. we can't um, affect change. Yeah, change can be made. That's right. And uh, it's not change isn't made by one person. It takes a whole collaborative effort. So be part of that effort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that's about it. It's a short little episode, but just wanted to inform you guys about what's going on and whether or not to be concerned about this big iceberg. Um, so, no, you don't need to be concerned, but, you know, still do your part and uh, help help make that change. Just be aware. Be aware of what's happening and, yeah, help make the change. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you.